spice. We'll do it live. It. Do it live. We'll write it and we'll do it live. What do we have here? What is this? The handsome content. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. The Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. Good morning. Party people, how the heck you doing? Happy Tuesday to you and yours. It is 5.30 on the nose. Happy Tuesday to you, Carl freaking Brown. Love to be on time. How the heck you doing over there, pal? Doing great, man. You had to, did you end up having to find an alternative route home as Ontario Street still... Uh, <laughs> Still yeah, closed the, after the fire the, yesterday. The corner there of uh, Ontario and uh, and King Street still still closed to access, so you can't get near the building. But yeah, the, if you follow Yates all the way down, it took to you to the a end, spot you could do. Yeah, yeah, it's a College Street comes out onto Ontario a little further down outside the closure, so I didn't have to go too far out of my way to find a route home this morning. It is a foggy start to the morning. Uh, yeah. It's hazy out there, man. At least in yeah. uh, the St. Catharines area outside of the uh, White House of Rock here. Uh, it's uh, it's a hazy start to the morning. As Yeah, the streets still closed. If it's still got fire trucks and stuff there. I'd imagine they're going to topple that structure at some point. That thing just got hollowed out, pal. Yeah, the, um, our friends at 610 have a great, uh, uh, a great visual, a great video of it on their Facebook page. You can see, and I might share that over to ours. Uh, I think it's somebody must have got a maybe a drone shot or mm. it's a, a camera shot from a, an opposing building there where you can see the inside of that structure that uh, that burned down the old Welland House uh, yesterday and there's just nothing. There's just a shell, just the exterior walls and he'll be working on that for quite some time in terms of a cleanup. I could pivot here for a second. Um, Please pivot. I was reading a survey done by National Today where they surveyed 10,000 people. It's a lot of people. It's a good number. They were trying to find the percentage of people that like French fries. I just like French fries. They're fans of French fries. It's a pretty easy survey to answer. Carl Brown. Do you like him? Is it a yes or no thing? That's right. Is Ten. A scale? Not a scale of how much you like him? No. Just do you like him? Do you like French fries? 10,000 people surveyed. What is the percentage of people that said yes? I'm going to go pretty high on this. I think it's... I think it's north of 80%. And I'm going to go 83% said yes. 83%. Yep. The answer? 99. Wow. 99. 10,000 people surveyed. 99% said yes. The 1% are like, have you tried the keto diet? That's what the 1% are still holding it's out for. It's got to be, right? <laughs> so does does that officially put it to bed? Are, are, is French fries the Eagles. most likable food yeah. in the world? I mean, it's pretty pretty not offensive, buddy. It's a stick of deep fried potato. Yeah. It's darn, it's darn good. Is that the most likable food? Can you think of anything else that is more universally Liked. Well, it's kind of a than the French fry. It's, kind of, it's just like it's the straight fastball of food. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right down, right down the middle. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. What is the best French fry? Best potato. Best way to do a French fry, I guess I should say. I'm not talking fast food. Right. You know, I think most people are going to say. McDonald's. So you're talking like like shoestring, crinkle yeah. cut, yeah. that kind of that yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Rank. Give me a top three, hmm. really quickly how you do your french fries 
I'm gonna. I got to go with the traditional, like the shoestring. As number one, the, it's the, a gold. The, the traditional standard. Yeah, I'm gonna give the. I'm gonna give the silver to the rarely used curly fry. Okay. And can I see like the like the pub cut, like the thicker cut for a bronze? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like, like a steak the, cut. Yeah, you know how they're like a little bit battered. Yeah. Like how, like kind of how, um, like uh, what's what's that bar that you and I went to once? Uh, you've been there since too. Is Ollie's? Ollie's? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know how yeah. they do them there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. Okay. Bronze. I would go shoestring as number one as well. It's a classic fry. Yeah. This may be. I don't know. I, maybe this is controversial or not. I think I would go wedge fry as number two. Ooh, the wedge. I yeah. love a wedge fry. Yep. And number three. Give me a waffle fry. Oh, the waffle. You do not so see enough waffle fries. So, so rare. And I was this close to putting tater tots as my as my bronze. Now, that's a better question. Is a tater tot a French fry? I think so. Or is it its own thing? I think it falls into the French fry conversation. It's the same kind of delivery system, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Can you get it yep. as a side with a burger or yep. or whatever, For sure. right? Yep. Because where, where else are we putting the tater tot? As its own, like bre- breakfast aside, like I don't know about that. Yeah, it, no, I think know, I think it falls into the French fry discussion. Not quite a, not quite a hash brown, not quite a French fry. Yeah, really on a, the, really hanging on its own plane there. Waffle, waffle cut just came in. I love Oof, it, man. Um, I had one more. Oh, okay. Where do you stand on this? We do have to move along, but what about a yam fry, a sweet potato fry? Yeah, like once in a while. Yeah, there was like. There was like an overkill of sweet potato fries for a bit. Yeah, it was like the thing for a while. And, and you had too many I, of them. Yeah, it, it just like, but once in a while, I don't mind them. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. A little chipotle mayo. That's oh, a key. God, they, that's a key. If it's if it's good, it's really good. Yeah, the yam fry. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get some that are just kind of like not undercooked, but just not as crispy as you like, like and you're like, eh. Yam fry with a little bit of a, like a coarser salt mm. as opposed to the usual salt and a good chipotle mayo. And oh, I'm hungry, pal. Yep. I'm hungry. Yeah, we did it. Dink of the day is coming up. <laughs> Let's do You know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about do. buffaloes. For the, talking for buffaloes. Iron Maiden kicking off the show. It's the Trooper, Soper, and Brown show. Let's go. 97.7 Hits FM, the Soper and Brown Show. A text message just came in said, Boys, I work as a Tim Hortons distribution truck driver. Yeah. Said, I always love hearing the show open because it means I only got 20 minutes left till quitting time. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Get us a horn. No kidding. I read that message and in my head I heard like him honking yeah. his horn after. As, he, as he's leaving the yard. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Did. it sounded like a machine message where people would leave a horn. So. Hell yeah, Perfect. brother. 20 minutes left. That's right. Not long Almost quitting time. Not long left. Pretty good. All right, let's talk about drunk beefaloes, shall we? We're talking about beefaloes? Beefaloes. Whereabouts? You know, I'm trying to read this story here, and this what I have, it doesn't say exactly where it happened. All right. Um, so let's we're just... Talking, we're talking drunk buffaloes. That's right. Let's talk about... Uh, Couple of uh, couple of buffaloes who started vomiting and uh, staggering around a ranch, and uh, ranch owner wasn't quite sure what was going on, so called in the vet. Mm-hmm. The vet came in. You know, my buffaloes are puking. They're staggering. Yeah. They're falling over. I don't know what's going on. So vet's kind of looking over. Well, I'm not 100 percent sure, but vet's there, does the checkup, and thought things seemed a little sketchy. Thought the farm looked a little sketchy. 
Mm-hmm. So they decided to call the, uh, not the authorities, but um, like uh, like the control board. Okay. So called the the animal control board. Okay. Okay. Animal control board shows up. Decides, okay, what are you feeding him? This and that. Okay. Yeah. Well, where's the, okay, it goes over and looks at the water trough. The water is a little murky. Mm-hmm. So they decide to test the water. Turns out it's absolutely laced with alcohol. <laughs> Why is it laced with alcohol? Because the three ranchers were making alcohol illegally on the premises. And they used selling, over there. <laughs> selling the booze. Where did they hide the booze? They hid the bottles in the water trough. And at some point, the buffaloes smashed them open by accident and Man. had been consuming the illegal liquor and got themselves absolutely hammered. <laughs> That's when the vet found out. And then they called the police. And now they've probably been arrested. So who's the... I mean, is... Are, are the buffaloes the, the dinks here for interrupting this moonshine operation these guys had going? No, I'm going to give it to the ranchers. because find they, a better spot to hide it. Well, they called the police on themselves, essentially. <laughs> Our buffaloes are sick. Well, yeah, like it, it, you knew you were hiding your booze in the water yeah. trough, right? Yeah. So is that not something you maybe think of at some point? Yeah. That, I would think so. Oh, we may have caused this. <laughs> and re- why are you hiding your booze in the water? Like, there's got to be a better place to hide it. It has to be. Right? You bury it somewhere. I don't know. Anything. You got your buffaloes hammered and then called the police on yourself. I found the uh, the story here. So the story actually takes us to uh, uh, to a portion of India. Okay. Where the where they're in a they're in a portion of where it's a dry state. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we so go. They're, okay. They're made. They're making the hooch illegally, selling it, and yeah, at some point decided to stash it. Yeah, in the in the buffalo's water like container, the big water trough. Yeah. Uh, according to police, they confiscated over 100 bottles of moonshine, whiskey, and vodka. Over 100 bottles. You can't call the police on yourself. <laughs> Our buffalo are acting strange. <laughs> Has anybody checked on the liquor stash? <laughs> jumping around, puking everywhere. Where did we put that moonshine? These three ranchers. In the water trough? Absolutely are dinks no. today. Silver and Brown. 97.7 Hits FM. Uh, it is a big week for one reason and one reason only, Carl Brown. What's that? It's Shark Week, pal. Oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Shark Week officially kicked off yesterday, and you are a um, self-admitted mm-hmm. Shark Week super fan. Yeah, I'm a shark fanatic, man. You, Love uh, this stuff. Yeah, you, you, you uh, every year, uh, hunker down, check out some of the programming. Yeah. They've, and uh, Every year, I assume, there's some of the same... Programs, yeah, yeah. but uh, there's there's some you know similar stuff or updates on previous projects and that kind of stuff. And every year, there's uh, especially now because it's kind of become like they've got so many like side deals and sponsorships that like if you've got like a movie coming out 
people come on and do like a shark mm. week special as part of their branding and promotion for like said movie yeah so and it kind of gets away from the spirit of the whole thing you know but i get it it's ratings and you're trying to draw money and all that kind of stuff so uh i guess i'm probably one of those guys who wishes it was a little more tied into how it was originally done which is more just about like you know learning about you know where do these things have sex and we've never seen it and why yeah, I was but, it yeah. one of them I I saw was about shark sex or yeah. or something along those lines and sharks have something called claspers. <laughs> like they clasp on to like they Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Sounds horrifying. Yeah, it probably is. One person described shark sex as very violent. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense somewhat. <laughs> it is gator mating season. It would it would line up? Yeah, it would line up. But yeah, I watched. Uh, I set the PVR for a few things and uh, what was that? And what, what, checked out yeah. some of the programming. The one I watched yesterday was a uh, some kind of like a, a Jackass special. There's a, there's a Jackass movie coming out. The, oh, there's, okay. a, there's a fourth movie coming out oh, in October. So they sent uh, Steve-O and Pontius out there. Uh, who did their like Wild Boys special? Their like kind of quasi nature documentary mm, thing, mm-hmm. like in the mid 2000s. So they sent them out there. With, I don't know, some half-scientist and two, like, new dudes that are maybe part of the crew or something. I don't know. Two guys out there to basically put in the water a shark bait. And they somehow managed to make it, like, not jackass funny and also not informative. (laughs) So were they, like, jumping in with the sharks? Like Yeah, yeah. Like, they were... At one point, they had (laughs) this kid... This is little this white kid. His name's Poopies. That's what they call him, Poopies. Okay. And they had him wakeboarding over like a group of like reef sharks. Yeah. And the one scientist with him is like, "Here's what you do. If you come off the wakeboard, don't thrash around in the water." And he's like, "All right." So he goes off the jump, loses loses the wakeboard. Yeah. And immediately starts thrashing around. And gets bit like tremendously badly on on one of his like on his forearm. And oh, hand. like he actually gets bit. Like tourniquet, shut the cameras off, get a boat out here to rush this kid to shore. Bit. Oh my god. Which was probably the highlight of the program. Honestly, <laughs> they were not exactly treating the thing with a lot of respect. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty trash. I watched uh, another one with uh, Robert Irwin, uh, Steve Irwin. Oh son, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 which was. Which was great. Kid's like 17. He's a natural on TV, man. Is he? To- totally. Him. like That earnest enthusiasm that his dad had about it that kind of made him charming. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Totally nice. passed it down. So nice. That was a lot better. Oh, do you know what's coming up tonight? Or is there, a, is there some big event coming up this week? Uh, I don't know what the programming... I kind of look each day when I'm off and set the PVR for a couple things. There's, uh, I think, the like the Great White uh, Breaching show is tonight where they jump out of the water in like South Africa. Oh, that'll be some good try and Try and measure how high they get. Yeah, yeah that'll be some Something good like shots. that. <laughs> uh, text here says, my girlfriend calls her period Shark Week, so I'm not a huge fan of Shark Week, fellas. No? Yeah. Hmm. You can you can separate the two, I'm sure. Yeah. Does she have a week long special on Discovery every summer? <laughs> this is a little bit different. Well, it all can uh, continues underway here tonight. Hey, um, in a few minutes, I want to talk about the whole dented Stanley Cup situation. Did you see that? I don't know, but dented it was flat. Oh, let's talk in Isn't seven minutes. The Soper and Brown Show, ninety-seven-seven hits FM. Six oh five. It's Tuesday morning. 
And when we were away last week, I'm sure Habs fans don't want to hear it, but Tampa Bay Lightning won their second Stanley Cup in a row. Yeah. Back-to-back cups for that Lightning uh, core, which will now be split up. And maybe why they're enjoying this win so much. Have you seen some of the videos of them just <laughs> partying, dude? And Andre Vasilevsky showing us that the Conn Smythe Trophy is also a hat. I love that, actually. <laughs> I thought that was so endearing. Yeah, the uh, the, the Tampa Bay uh, Championship Boat Parade is getting a bit of a workout here between... Well, uh, the, 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 the Tampa Bay the light, Sports the, Boat yeah, Parade. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the Bucks light. did it as well for the Super Bowl. The Lightning have pulled it off twice now, and yeah, the uh, Bucks took a note from them and decided, yeah, to, to cruise through uh, Tampa on uh, a bunch of, you know, uh, boats and different vehicles and everything, water vehicles, and Raise. show off the Lombardi Trophy, which is... A little easier to toss around than the Stanley Cup, I guess. Tampa Bay Rays made it to the World Series. I mean, yep. Tampa's having an all-time <laughs> sports heater. They're having a sports moment. Ooh, yeah, man. No kidding. But yesterday, I don't know if you saw this picture. Maybe we can throw it over on uh, our Twitter or something. Handle that, yep. Um, a picture was released that showed the Stanley Cup to be very damaged, Carl Brown. <laughs> like, it. He, there's obviously like the the cup gets you know gets beat up a bit over the course of these celebrations yeah. and as everybody goes through their day with the cup in the summer and we've all heard the stories about you know it's, it was found at the bottom of Mario Lemieux's pool or left on the side of the road so like everybody's heard these mm-hmm. there is a picture of the cup yesterday I think it's Pat Maroon that's holding it and one side of the bowl is like completely flattened totally totally flattened yeah. It looks like somebody ran it over. Well, that, I was going to say, let's try to figure out some theories here because yeah. it is incredibly damaged. It doesn't look like a drop in a ding. Like, it looks like it was left somewhere and then cruised over top of to flatten out a portion of the bowl. Do you think, oh no, if it fell out of a window, it probably would have snapped, right? Yeah, that's not, yeah, the, the damage would have been, would have been different, I think. Yeah. It looks... It looks bad, man. And the, I guess the, the ironic thing is, so they've got to send it for repairs. Mm-hmm. They've got to send the thing to get repaired and try and turn, you know, the bowl back into a bowl. It's no longer looking like that. It looks like somebody took a sledgehammer to it, right to the side, yeah. and just flattened out like <laughs> one whole side of the thing. You see where they have to send it for repairs? Where? Montreal. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Montreal will get a day with the cup. Maybe longer than a day, actually, as that's where it's going to go back to for that repairs. Hurts. Well, they were uh, 18 mil over the cap, right? So maybe we can chip in a couple bucks towards the <laughs> reshaping of the uh, the bowl that sits atop the Stanley Cup. I mean, haven't we all wondered if we won the cup, if we were a part of a team, what would you do with it, right? Haven't we yeah. all wondered what we would do? <laughs> Was the answer run it over with a golf cart? Because yeah. <laughs> that appears to be what happened. The Silver and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. Uh, we're going to take a break here, but on the other side of it, Carl, I want to talk about a video that I saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. We, we'll talk about my parenting situations on the show from time sure. to time. Yeah. And this all has to do with, I, I would guess... Maybe this kid's nine years old. This would be my guess, okay? But his parents did one of those things where they obviously hired somebody to play the kid's role model 
and show up and uh, and give them a birthday gift. Right? So, you know, it's like if your six-year-old was a big Spider-Man fan. Okay. You'd yeah. have somebody dress up as Spider-Man, show up, and give him a gift, right? I got you. Sure. So they did this. And and again, I, I want to say the kid's nine. He might even be younger than nine. Hmm. The role model, or whoever, the, this kid's role model, <laughs> it is so interesting and also kind of terrifying. Kids nine. The, I, I let for this sake. That's, sure. Let's say he's nine. Okay. Ooh. Can you do? Like, I obviously <laughs> this is so vague that I can't imagine you could guess what it is. Who the kid's role model yeah. is that drops off a birthday present for him? Yeah, that's a pretty wide net you're yeah. casting there, bud. So let's do this. Just think, think about the most outside the box, weird role model. That a nine-year-old could have. One of those drunk buffaloes that you talked about at 545? <laughs> well, you got it. You've ruined the whole thing now. <laughs> Think about it. And let's uh, give me seven minutes. we got to get to a Lenny here. Let's see if you can try to pinpoint this. I'll, t- I'll tell you who it is. Silver and Brown. Silver and Brown. 97.7 Hits FM. Carl, when you were, uh, when you were nine years old. Yeah. Do you, who was your role model? Is there somebody you like uh, on... On like TV, sports, movies, there's somebody you look to, you went, if I could be him when I grow up, or I at, admire blank. At nine years old, yeah. so I would I would have been I would have been ninety four. So, I mean, you got to think ninety four is. I mean, Bret Hart's got to be there. Okay. Ninety four is yeah. like the peak of his run, right? The WrestleMania ten, yeah, beats Yokozuna in the main event. Um, I, I was a huge, I'm saying, still am, but I was a huge Canucks fan growing up. So uh, Trevor Linden was the captain. 94 was the year they did their run to the finals and lost to the Rangers. So okay. probably probably something like that. Like, yeah. I, would, I would think Linden or uh, you know maybe like Kirk McLean or something like that or Bret Hart. Yeah. My, mine was probably sports related too. Probably Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, something along those lines. Oh, yeah. Those Cowboys were great with kids. <laughs> Especially that team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, they had a big uh, white house. and You'll sure, pay me for that autograph. I'm sure nothing happened over at that house, nope. right? Um, yeah, usually, you know, at that age, it can come from sports. It can come from a movie, a TV Comic show. books, whatever. Yep. Something like that, right? Yep. I'm watching a video yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, of a, and I get, the kid might even be younger, but for this conversation, let's say he's nine years old, okay? Mm-hmm. And the parents hired somebody to play the kid's role model, somebody he looks up to, somebody he likes to dress like, and hired them to show up, it's his birthday, and give him a birthday gift. Cool. But it's who the kid's role model is that has made this video go viral. So I'm racking my brain here. Because you're you're setting this up for something. I I know it's not going to be traditional. Yeah. I want you to think outside the box, okay? Nine years old, maybe younger. What would be the weirdest role model you could think of? I've got three. I wrote wrote down three guesses during during the break there. Okay, okay. Uh, My first guess was uh, Jared Leto's Joker. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. It's not that. Uh, I second, could. It would be weird, but I could yeah. at least see that sure. in the it's makeup, com- yeah. comic booky sure. DC. Yeah, sure. okay. It's weirder. Uh, a live bear. A live bear is no. 
find it funny, but we're this is from a movie franchise. Oh, uh, it's going to be uh, Tom Hanks dressed as Sully. <laughs> he's he's just in enamored the, yeah. by the guy who brought uh, down the plane. Yeah. yeah, he landed on the Hudson. Yeah, okay, yeah, Sully, okay. the okay. hero. See, that would at least make sense. No, it wouldn't. Well, it's a it would nine-year-old no, kid and Tom Hanks shows up dressed as a pilot to it, hand him his birthday present. It would make more sense than what the answer is, is what I'm getting at. Come on, Mom. It's Sully. <laughs> uh, some of them that are coming in. Pennywise, the clown from It. Okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody said Dwight Schrute, which is very funny to me. I like <laughs> that one a lot, actually. Um yeah, I don't know if kids are are kids watching The Office like we are. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe I mean maybe the parents have rewatched it enough that uh, that they've caught on. Maybe the kid's a big fan of Beats. <laughs> possible. Nine years old. Kids' role model. Michael Myers from the Halloween <laughs> movies. Michael I Myers. Not, I assume we're not talking about Austin Powers here. Not an Austin Powers fan, not a Love Guru fan. Not a Wayne's World kid. Halloween. <laughs> the horror film franchise. Yeah. Michael Myers, this kid's role model. I'm trying to think what age I first saw Halloween at. Probably 13 or 14. The kid is on his front uh, porch. He's in the the dark blue jumper whatever you would call yeah, it yeah like yeah sure yeah i know what you mean almost like the prison outfit kind of thing and the parents go look look who it is <laughs> and it's a guy <laughs> yeah dressed up with the mask yep like michael myers mm-hmm. he's got a like a, a plastic butcher knife yep and he's slowly walking up He's to the front the, porch. Doing the the Mike Myers stroll where he That's never right. changes pace but somehow is still catching up on you. That's right. <laughs> Stops, does the head tilt. Yeah. The kid runs inside, grabs his Michael Myers mask, puts it, it on, huh. does the head tilt with him. The Michael Myers character hands him a gift. He then does this big dramatic, you got to see the video. He I does hope. this big dramatic moment where he stops, puts his hand out, reaches into his pocket, Pulls out a bow, slaps it on the knife, and hands it to the kid. Healthy. They look <laughs> at each other, and then he walks away. Yeah. Nine years old, and this kid's role model is a horror film killer. Should we? Pumped? Was the kid pumped, though? Oh, the kid was jacked up. <laughs> but how do we get there, Carl? <laughs> That's a good question. How do we get to at that age that Michael Myers yeah. is your role model? Yeah, my parents, like, they let me watch a lot of stuff when I was young and probably too young for a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also just don't know if I would have established Michael Myers as the role model from the whole film. Well, that's... That's kind of my takeaway here. It's it, although he he is treated rather unfairly. I'll give him. <laughs> I'll give him that. He <laughs> at least early on. A kid watching horror. Okay, I, sure, sure, yeah. whatever. Maybe they believe the kid's mature enough to handle <laughs> yeah. it. But that to take away to go. That's who I want to be. That's the that's the hero of the story. Like, 
That's a weird takeaway from the whole thing, isn't it? Got, I don't think he got the gist of the whole. I don't think so either. He's supposed to be the bad guy. Michael, he is. Yeah. Hmm? I'm going to send you the video. Because maybe it's the mask. I don't know. Maybe it's the outfit. Maybe. It's cool. It's kids. You have young kids. They yes. get obsessed with weird things, right? Totally. And they hang on to weird characters that you might not think they would hang on to. But we're talking about a a murderer of a movie frame. Like, he's, yeah. his whole thing mm-hmm. is to murder people. That's his thing. He's the best at it. The best moment is him grabbing the bow and putting it on the knife. <laughs> he misses first and the bow yeah. falls in the ground. No. Oh, he, it's brilliant. Does he pick it up? The, the Michael Myers does, yeah. I'm taking 10 bucks off his rate right there. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Honestly, too. Sorry. You would have nailed the bow thing. I don't even know if he's a great Michael would've Myers. Would have made it 150. He just, and, and when he leaves. What do you he, think he got paid? Oh, it's a great question. When he leaves, he just walks and gets in a car. Like like the passenger seat of a car and someone just drives him away. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't just wander far enough down the street no, or something? absolutely not. Perfect. I'll get the video. I'll throw it over on our Facebook page. Yeah, do so. So you can check it out yourself. They probably paid him fifty bucks. Is my guess. You think so? Maybe. I think one fifty. One fifty? Yeah. All right. All right. I'll get it over on the Facebook page. It's the hip. It's Oprah and Brown show. All right. Videos up on the uh, Facebook page, Carl Brown. So anybody wants to check that out, they can. <laughs> I will have a look. I, I want to see. I want to see the silent acknowledgement of the. Uh, of the other Michael Myers. The kid good. is absolutely jacked. So the good parents the parents provided, you know, a great yeah. moment for their kid. Yeah, I made the kid's birthday. I still think the <laughs> You still think it's worth monitoring? It is worth monitoring, yes. <laughs> it is worth monitoring at the yeah. very least. The kids can be innocent, but we're talking about a serial killer of a movie franchise here. It's a yeah. little weird. I forgot too, when the Michael Myers walks up, he's got this gift bag of the of the the gift like the gifts like mm-hmm. you know yeah. kind of a big one and he like goes to grab it and same thing he kind of misses and like the one, he misses one handle so it's just like dangling there for a second <laughs> then he screws up the bow it's not a great Michael Myers You're trying to tell me the uh, peripheral vision in the Mike Myers mask uh, is maybe. not, as, not yeah. as strong as you'd like it That's to a be good point maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> again it's over at the Facebook page if you want to see it all right we're gonna get to open Mike in a few minutes if you do want to get some questions in something for Carlos something for myself something for Hits Nation uh, send in some rap fire questions right now 977-977 and we'll get to that in about seven minutes Tell me no. who is this a huge ass is this two people on the line no i don't do no party line <laughs> all right 977-977 you can uh text the show call us to 905-688-9797 uh, i like that we we're talking about the michael myers birthday surprise which Again, the video is over at the Facebook page. Did you watch it? I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, that's it, just the concept is outstanding. I also like, I also like Michael Myers' birthday surprise as a as a, maybe an album name. Ooh, not bad. Okay. Yeah. Do you have yeah. the list in front of you? I've opened it. Go ahead. Michael Myers' birthday surprise, ninety two. First album from <laughs> Basement Nose Job. Okay. <laughs> I'd go see him. I'd go see it. I'd go see yeah, it. Sure. Uh, I like the text here. It said, imagine your kid wanted Michael uh, Mike Myers from Shrek. Yeah. But you thought he meant Halloween, and then he shows up, and your kid goes, what? <laughs> Starts to panic. 
I still think it would be great if he was just a big love guru fan. <laughs> or an Austin Powers kid. Uh, <laughs> I like I like I'm trying to imagine one of the parents going to like the kid the guy in the Mike Myers thing. Can you do an can you do an Austin Powers? <laughs> the, no, this is like all I do. I just walk around. Can you try and do an Austin Powers? <laughs> There's fifty bucks in it if you can do an Austin Powers. Love Guru. It's a that movie was in theaters when I was working at the movie theater, mm-hmm. and back when like you actually had to be a projectionist, right? It's all digital now. So you had to watch it. Like so, well, we like <laughs> sometimes the film would get caught, right? Because like it was actual right. like film rolls that were kind of moving through, yeah. and I remember one particular night that movie got caught like up, and so we had to rush up there, and sure. you kind of have to fix it. Yeah, it got read the whole thing. It got so mangled. That we had to actually cut like a piece of film out. Now, sometimes if you cut just enough out, it'll just skip quickly, but it shouldn't be too bad. Shouldn't be as noticeable. Yeah. This one got so mangled, we had to cut some out. It perfectly lined up that there's some point in the movie, like there's like a dream sequence, right? Where he goes, hmm, right? And you know, it would, yeah, it would yeah, be a sure. flashback. Yeah. We cut out the entire flashback. So, like, he just goes, hmm, and then it just skips. Forward. Skips to, like, a hockey scene or something. Yeah, you, do, you don't even see the, the, the you know, flashback or whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, anytime I think of Love Guru, I think of how I ruined it for You think of Love people. Guru more than I think of any anybody else that I know. Potentially, yeah. Nobody else has a Love Guru story. No, I man. I don't think anybody does. It's that and the fact the Leafs win the cup in that movie, right? Right. So. And Minnie, isn't Minnie me the coach? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous. Also, sorry about that. Spoiler alert there. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> For anybody that was still holding on to that. Totally my bad. Uh, Carl, did you see Mr. Wonderful passed away, a WWE wrestler? Yeah, yeah, Paul Orndorff. Paul, Mr. Wonderful Orndorff, um, passed away yesterday at 71. Big part of WrestleMania 1, right? Teaming yeah. with Roddy Piper against uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T in the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a huge part of that 80s expansion. And kind of a, a neat local angle. When he did the... Um, the heel turn on Hulk Hogan in 1986, they uh, came to the CNE right at the end of August 1986 uh, in Toronto, drew 64,000 people. We're not talking, you know, a WrestleMania. I think WWE ended up titling it The Big Event and put out a, a VHS eventually from it. 64 thousand people, people they drew yeah here so uh big uh cage match with hulk hogan too saturday night's main event was the first time i'd ever seen the both guys feet touching the ground at the same time kind of angle so he was mm-hmm. a huge huge part of that era i was looking into some stuff uh behind uh randy savage and behind andre the giant hulk hogan actually made his most money touring and working with uh paul orndorff mm-hmm. all through oh, yeah. 1986 and uh, 1987. So, yeah, it's a that's a loss for sure. 71, I think it said he was, right? Yeah, 71. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV theme song you wouldn't skip because it's an absolute banger. Ooh, there's a bunch. Um, Sopranos comes to mind. Okay. Nightcore comes to mind. Nightcore, Nightcore yeah. Oh, look at that. There this. you go. Okay, that's it. the bass line. That is pretty good stuff, actually. Can't skip that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm yeah. trying to think. Uh, I'm thinking more in along like the Netflix kind of. You know, it gives you the skip option now. Oh yeah, of course. Right? So right. for uh, my wife and I, because it's a it's a quick hitter. But we talked about Dwight Schrute earlier. Yeah. The Office. We you would typically. You don't leave. skip through the Office theme. No. Oh man. 
It's an auto skip for me. I love the office theme. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think it meshes great with the show. Um, I like it's 30 seconds of quick hitters and we would always just bob along every time we we would we would let it go. You don't like this? It's all right. I think it's a great thing. Did you see they talked about this a little what was it a few weeks back? They almost used I think it was maybe there was a song they almost used for the opener. I want that to say Bubble Riley potentially. Oh, what? Yeah, like I'm going to have to go back and find that. Somebody in the text box to tell me. It came out a few weeks ago. Like they almost used like a legitimate song. Oh, no. Instead of that. Oh, it's a terrible choice. Right? It was it's perfect. Like whatever I'm I'm sure that's just like I don't even know if that was written for the show. It was like found on some, you know, CD of like free music or whatever. Well, it's it was it, somebody actually created it. Like one of the okay. producers actually created it because in right. the story they talk about how the initial pilot episode that they physically gave to like networks had the song whatever song it is. I got to find what it was. And like they did a viewing party as the cast and said one of them still has the DVD with whatever song it was. Is somebody in the text box told us yet? I'm looking for it right now. Hold on. Oh, what was it? Mm-mm-mm. I'm looking here. Hold on. Yeah, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna play a song because Shelby's waiting on on hold here, and so <laughs> <Okay. Let's laughs> we'll get let's, we'll get the answer, and we'll and get I'll to Shelby this, in, yeah. in five minutes. Yeah. Kids FM headlines with Shelby Knox. All right, Shelby reunited after uh, a few weeks apart. And it was a week, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Well, it was a week, was a week and a day. No, no, because we left on a Wednesday. So we have the Thursday, the Friday, and then this Monday as you were off as well. With the week in the Thirteen days, middle. Shelby. Oof. Right. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's a long we time. Felt, we felt every one of them. That's right. Okay. We can tell that you. Very, fe- it's very nice. You Thank feel you. the same way as we do. I, we can tell. You know. Perhaps it's just because I I I was still here, mm-hmm. just yeah. sitting here, you know, yes. thinking, oh man, I don't get to talk to the guys every day, so that no. that's why it felt like me. <laughs> Certainly didn't I... have anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we did miss you yesterday because obviously, uh, massive fire in St. Catharines, just behind the White House of Rock. Here, uh, what's the latest that that we do know about this uh, yeah, this fire from yesterday morning? Yeah, so we don't know a lot about why this happened right now. We do have an investigation underway by the Office of the Ontario Fire Marshal, by NAG Regional Police, and by the St. Catharines Fire Department. Now, the chief of the St. Catharines Fire Department, Jeff McCormick, spoke to us yesterday, and he told us that the building was considered to be vacant. It had been used as student housing, but it was considered to be vacant at the time of the fire. And there is no ignition source that they are aware of within the building. So someone Mm -hmm. had to be inside of it before the fire at some point. And that's where the investigation is right now. They don't know who, they don't know why, and they can't even be sure that there was for sure someone inside. But logic dictates that if the building had no ignition source, something had to happen inside that building. And that's where they're at right now. It's basically just charred remains and the bones of the building left at this point. They really couldn't save the historical building. It's it's pretty well gone. And a big shout out, by the way, to the fire crews. We had responders from all six fire stations. We had people from Thorold. We had people from Pelham. And they were working incredibly long hours, still on site this morning. So for everyone who 
tried to fight that fire. Incredible job done. I'm sure people have seen the videos by now. They're, you know, they were circulating on social media. It, it was it was a crazy fire. Like I'm talking fireballs into the sky. Like it, it, it was raging. And I imagine. And again, you may you know have this answer right now. I imagine they're going to have to take it down, right? Like there's no. It oh, will down. eventually. It, oh, the whole thing is down already. Well, right now, like as I said earlier, there's sort of just the bones left. Yeah, yeah, just a couple exterior walls. Really, there's a, a great video actually on uh, six ten uh, CKTV's Facebook page, uh, kind of showing what's behind those exterior walls, which is nothing. There's yeah. just nothing there. It's crazy, crazy fire. Um, really quickly, I don't know why, uh, but billionaires are fighting about space right now. You know, no no need to help people on Earth. No, billionaires want to go to space. Who's going to space first? And uh, Richard Branson apparently making his way there. And now Jeff Bezos has been given the green light to go to space, I guess. Yeah, the green light for Blue Origin. So that uh, is uh, Jeff Bezos's space exploration company. So they're on the verge of their first manned suborbital flight. So when we say they're going to space, let's let's not get too excited here. It is suborbital. Uh, but the FAA did give the company an expanded operator license for their manned commercial space flights. The first launch for Blue Origin is going to happen in Texas next week. And when we say suborbital, that means sort of Earth's lower orbit. They're not you know, go into the ISS. They're just taking a quick tour up and then coming back down. So the Blue Origin flight is scheduled for July 20th. Before we let you go, can you tell mm-hmm. us about, you gave us a tease off air and you said that somebody found something weird under their home. Yeah, it's been a year for people finding weird things in their home, whether it's, you know, like old whiskey or in this case, bowling balls. Uh, what happened here? <laughs> oh my God, What? Uh, A guy in Michigan was working on his home. He was planning on putting in some new back stairs. So he demolished his old back stairs and found about 160 bowling balls buried in sand. 160? Yeah. We're not talking just a couple here. Like, it was a (laughs) lot of bowling balls. Is this like a a Homer Simpson beer baron kind of thing? (laughs) Rolling them down to Moe's? Well, apparently they were in good enough condition that he could uh, figure out the company that made them. It's called Brunswick. So he gave them a call because I guess they're still in business. And he said, what's with all these bowling balls in my in my property? And uh, they said, oh, we used to have a bowling ball factory in the area and workers would take some of the sort of defect balls home and substitute them for sand or gravel to buttress their homes. Really? Really? Yeah. Used as like like support? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty sturdy. Yeah, yeah. Just wow. used as a little, a little extra, little extra support there for the home. I just, I can't imagine somebody coming home from the factory at the end of the day, bag full of bowling balls. Honey, we don't need them anymore. <laughs> we don't need more. The house is fine. These will be we worth so much. We have 160 bowling balls already. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're worth anything. From you know, they got to be. I'm sure they're there for some time. In Brunswick, obviously, you know, they're like. The Nike of bowling balls, but worth something. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be worth much. They have been holding up part of a building, yeah. <laughs> and they were already defect to start. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, thank you so much. We'll chat in about an hour. Cool. Silver and Brown, 97.7 Hits FM. Big thanks to Shelby, as always, for joining us. Great to hear from Shelby. It had 13 days since we've hung out with the Shelbmeister. That's long enough for my taste. It's too long. 
Uh, she was talking about how somebody found 160 bowling balls under their home. Yeah. Which is a lot of bowling balls. <laughs> One would be too many, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly. 100, 160 feels like a problem. Uh, our resident bowling expert, Cody the Bear Rosa. Yeah. Just chimed in said that he will take all of those take bowling em. balls. See, there's a value to things, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a value. Mm-hmm. I know Shelby's like, I don't know, they're defective. They've been under a house for a bunch of years. I just, just trust me. Even you can sell them. Even if you got twenty bucks for them, it's twenty bucks more than you had before. And maybe somebody comes and takes them. You don't have to move hundred and sixty bowling balls. That's just Oof. it. When, I'd pay somebody twenty bucks to come get them. We were renovating our kitchen, and and one of the counters there. We were about to take it like to the dump, and uh, someone's like, "No, just like put that up on Kijiji. Like put it up for like forty bucks. Like somebody might just want it for their cottage or something." Yeah. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Somebody showed up. Boom, took Gone. it, and went so fast too. I was like, I was just literally gonna throw that away. Saved you a dump trip. Right? Yeah, well, that's just it, right? So uh, sometimes the way it goes. So, anyways, Cody the Bear, uh, we'll look into that pal, and I'll see if I can get the info info for you to get out get you one hundred and sixty bowling balls. Uh, also and, and defective. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, also, uh, before Shelby's news, we were talking about great TV theme songs. Yeah, and I had mentioned to you that The Office is one that uh, I absolutely love. Yeah, but see, you, you you don't skip it when it comes up on no. Netflix. You have the option to skip intro. You sit through. You bob along. You enjoy. Yeah, it. thirty seconds, man. It's a banger. I I, I love it. Uh, but a few weeks ago, it came out that that was almost not the theme song. A little piano t- opening. Great. They actually started off with a song, like an, an actual song as the theme, even as, went as far as it was the theme for the pilot that they handed out to people. Turns out that another TV show already was using it, so they couldn't use it anymore. I could not remember what it was. You found it, though, right? We did a little bit of Googling, yeah. yeah. Electric Light Orchestra. Mr. Blue Sky. Which, I mean, obviously, now that we know, right? could this have worked? I mean, it's kind of got that same sort of, it's got that same kind of yeah. feeling, like the kind of jaunty. Actually, I bet you it could have worked. Somebody it's actually um, it's a great team. put it over top of the... Uh, of the the intro? Yeah, just to yeah. see what it would look like. Yeah. I think it could have worked, because you're right. I bet you the guy who created the theme, yeah. he, he had this in mind, right? Because this is yeah, what they wanted. Sure. And then he found something, yeah, similar. They they constructed something similar. Yeah. I don't know if The Office needed lyrics, but... No, I agree with that. That's so. a great little tune, actually. Yeah, it is a good I'm going to mark that one down for another time. Hey, speaking of themes, <laughs> we got to talk about this really quickly. Now's the time, for sure. Yeah. We're on the topic. So it's Wednesday, June 30th, right before we went on our our little vacay. And I look at Instagram and I see I have a notification. So I open it up and let me make sure I get this guy's name right. His first name is Terry. Last name Bush. Uh, There we go. Okay. I get a notification from Terry Bush and it says, hey, Matt, I just wanted to say thanks for playing the Littlest Hobo theme song. Yeah. Uh, And I think it's, it's technically called Maybe Tomorrow. That's right. And he said, thanks for playing Maybe Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He then follows it up with, I'm the one who wrote and performed that song. 
<laughs> your listeners have been reaching out to me and sending me notes and mail to let me know that you play my song on your show. Yeah. I haven't listened, but I'll have to tune in. Thanks so much. And then he wrote, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I'll check it out. You sent him a podcast link? Uh, so, it, it, funny enough, and then I, I messaged and I said, look, we're actually not on air tomorrow, but this is yeah. wild. Like, that, that's incredible, and we kind of went back and forth. And then he asked, well, which version are you using? Because apparently somebody re-recorded the Littlest oh. Hobo theme. Well, are we using the Terry Bush well, version? Well, this is the thing. I'm not one. I'm not sure. So this, of course, is what he's talking about. There's a voice keeps on calling me down the road. And I told, I said, I gave him the podcast link. I said, please, like, you need to listen to it and ensure that we are playing your version. Right. Because if we're not. Send it to us. Yeah, you tell us right now. We will play yours. If we have been playing the imposters this whole time, I'll be heartbroken for the guy. I can't believe he reached out. So I can't believe that our people tracked him down to find him and tell him that we're using this. Hits Nation found the littlest hobo singer, composer, writer, (laughs) and gave him a heads up that he is now a part of the Soper and Brown show in Hits Nation. And he thought enough to send us a thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, and initially I was like, oh my God, is he trying to give us like a cease and desist? Like, you can't be doing that. Yeah. But no, we got Terry it. Bush's blessing. <laughs> the man, the littlest hobo composer. I know for a second too, you're like, I wonder if it's like, is it the real guy? I'm like, I don't think there's anybody running a, like Terry Bush imposter accounts out there. Well, because that was one. I was like, oh, man, we getting yeah. cranked here. But I looked at the page. No. And if we are, it would be an elaborate scheme. Quite the, quite the long scam, yeah. And, and I'm not I, sure what the payoff is. I would respect the hell out of it for the long game because the guy's yeah. c- account was created a while ago. But Terry Bush. damn cool, though. So I, I've, I've said, hey, you have yeah. to come on the show now. Oh, yeah. We've got to talk to the guy. Not only does he have to come on the show, whenever we are allowed, and we are way mm-hmm. far away from this because you're not even in the building yet, we have to get him in yes. this studio. Yeah, man. And he has to play it live. That's the only way. It's the only way. Like, we have to get him to do a live version. Terry, we need you. So we don't know when. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at some point, I do not know when we'll be allowed. We need you, and it won't be tomorrow. <laughs> Most certainly not tomorrow. But just wild hits yeah. nation continues to surprise man. That is that is very cool. As they that is very cool that he was so man. receptive too. Yeah, I was pumped. Yeah, that's really cool. I was pumped. So shout out to Terry Bush, and I don't know when, I don't know how, but we're getting this guy on the show. I want the story behind the song. Yeah. I want I want him to tell I, I I want everything that we need to know. And I'm just so ecstatic that we have his stamp of approval. And we have his contact. And we now have his contact. It's one more thing, man. Cool. One more one more quiver. Soper and Brown Show, it's 97.7 hits FM. All right, we are a little bit behind here, so we're gonna take a break. But we got the machine less than ten minutes away. And let me say this to you, Carl. Mm-hmm. Canadian Yeti is back. Oh, my trivia guy. Wrestling yeah. trivia man mm-hmm. is back. And I believe that he finally 
has something for you. If I was a betting man, I would place a bet right now. That I will not get this? That he is going to stump you today. Oof. I think it's I think it's obscure, and I don't know if you have it in the back of your brain somewhere. Okay. So sit tight. Less than 10 minutes. Let's see if we can finally stump Carl. Nine oh five six eight two nine seven nine seven. You call that machine anytime. And the machine is brought to you by Kenny Upel and their new location, seventeen C Park Drive in St. Catharines. Ask for Troy. He's a good man. Absolutely he is. Mm-hmm. Uh Carl Wrestling Trivia. Canadian Yeti, he went over ten. He is back on today's machine, and I believe you think he's got something to stump me? I think he's got a shot. Are we going to open or close with it? We're going to close with it. I'm going to save yeah. that one for the end because if it is finally the day, it's going to overtake everything, and we won't be able to come back from that. All right. So we're going to close with that. We're actually going to start with our buddy Wolf, Wolf of uh, Young Street in Toronto. Macrame uh, Dave. Yeah, he, he wanted to do another song for us. Oh, morning, boys. It's Wolf. I'm back again with one more music mix. I clipped the both of you saying my name, Wolf, and mixed it to a song. Can you guess which one? And as always, I hope it's Nation likes it. And enjoy. Now back to you, Matt. Thanks, Macrame. <laughs> I have a guess. Uh-huh. Uh, is it Metallica's of Wolf and Man? Oh, uh, it is not. I thought with the Black Album being topical right now, that not might bad. be it. I have a second guess. Okay. Is it Clap for the Wolfman? It is Clap for the Wolfman. Ah, there we go. <laughs> also, I want you to listen. The one he clipped of you. Yeah. You just sound so unenthused, and it makes me laugh. Oh, you thought she was digging you, but she was digging me. Yeah. Clap for the Wolfman. <laughs> Here comes yours. Hold on. As long as you got the curves, baby, I got the angles. Clap for the Wolfman. Did you hear something? Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> Not bad. Is that it's it's not as it I like the other ones not bad. Yeah. yeah. You can hear the tone. I'm like, wolf, you're like wolf, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we'll save that as an intro for next time uh, Wolf ends up calling the show. <laughs> uh okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's get to this. So I got a question for Carl Brown, wrestling expert. My kid wants to know, has Ever a wrestler won by tickling their opponent? Uh, if anybody knows Kyle Brown, no. All right, thanks. <laughs> I'm also going to clip that, by the way. Has, has anybody ever been tickled into submission? Yes. Is that what he's asking? Yes. Uh, if if it's happened, I haven't seen it. I, ha- I have not. I have not seen the uh, the tickle finish, if you will. Well, somebody should get on that. Might be something to bring in. I'm surprised it's they. A- it's always like somebody who's like, uh, if I was in the UFC, I would just scream really loud into my opponent's ear until I gave up. It's, like, <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> alternative ways of victory. Yeah, so as far as we know, no as tickle finishes. As far as I know, yeah, no one's, okay. no one's used it to, uh, you know, to a popular degree. Okay, Anyways, fair enough. still time for it. I'm, I'm surprised Creepy Vince didn't do that with back in the day when the Divas had their bra <laughs> oh, and yeah. panties matches. Dude, that's what stuff. I was trying to think. I'm like, I wonder if it's ever happened in like a, a battle royal or something. Yeah. Somebody's been like tickled out of the ring. I don't know. That feels like something you'd find hilarious. Uh, Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) We got a call 
from my dog, Dakota, Carl. <laughs> hey, man, it's Dakota calling. Uh, you let me lick your head the other night. You didn't yeah, call me back after. I'm so I'm, uh, just just, uh, just wondering where we stand, you know? You know, uh, I know I'm your, uh, your co-worker's dog and all, but uh, what, what the hell, man? Huh? What the hell, man? <laughs> oh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought my intentions were pretty clear. Wow! Sat with me all night. Just because yours were clear, does that mean hers were clear? Look, your dog's a tryhard. Okay. <laughs> tryhard. <laughs> Came on take, too strong. Yeah, you can take about fifteen percent off there. <laughs> yeah, I'll let her. I'll, I'll let her know. But yeah, I, I don't even. Know. Let her just stop running and jumping in my car every time I come by and drop you off. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize she took my phone last night and called the machine. So. That dog really likes me, man. It's something, isn't it? It is. Yeah. All right, let's do this now. Hey boys, welcome back. Hope you guys are feeling horny. Yep. Get your mind out of the gutter. What do you think oh. I was talking about? Well, I mean, he was talking about honking. <laughs> well, after the Dakota call, I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's hear from Cousin Vinny, who wants to help you out, Carl. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your Cousin Vinny from Buffalo, man. Heard one of you guys want to play the harmonica. I'm here to give a free lesson. <laughs> Look me up anytime. You're cousin Vinny on Facebook. Peace. <laughs> Free plug. That was awesome. Yeah. There you go, Vinny. Great. Was that the Roseanne theme? <laughs> that was good. Roseanne theme. We talk about great TV themes. That was one. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, see if you can say, if you can make that sound. That's the yeah. harmonica can sound real good. Sure can, man. You gotta make it happen. I, dude, I'm going to work on it. Trust me. Uh, I will, work on it. I will send my wife over to your house to take your wife out for, I don't know, yeah. shawarma or something. Yeah. I need like a once a week, like give me like a two hour window to, okay. to do some do some harmonica work. Yeah. my uh, The Chelsea's go out for shawarma. Yeah. Get Chelsea's and the and dogs or whatever. Get them all out of here. Yeah. Shawarma and blizzards. You work on the harmonica. Yeah. Okay. Deal. A uh, couple more here. We got a call from someone who was very upset that we went on vacation for so long. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Twelve days. <laughs> Twelve friggin' days. How could you do that to me? You got for that amount of time and you just leave me? Like, you're not even a text or a call or an email or Sorry, we can't we can't read your text, so we don't text back. (laughs) Very incoherent. (laughs) Sorry, drunk girl. I think she had a southern accent at the start there. Well, maybe she was drinking Southern Comfort. Maybe. A little Zoco. Mm. <laughs> Tastes like pine needles. All right. Let's finish with it. All right. Wrestling trivia. Is it finally the day? <sighs> okay. Hey, guys. Trying this trivia thing again. Before it became Cyber Sunday, it was Taboo Tuesday. What was the first televised match during that pay-per-view? The first televised match during the Taboo Tuesday pay-per-view? Is that what he's asking? That's right. Oh, man. 
I know the first one was in 2004. And oh, oh, I feel, I feel like it was. Oh my goodness. I want to say Shelton Benjamin defeats Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental title. It was Chris Jericho and Shelton Benjamin for the Intercontinental Championship. I hope I finally got one. You didn't, Paul. Not only did he take an L, but apparently I took an L as well. Chris Jericho tells a great story about that because for the first one, they legitimately did not tell the guys who was coming out there. So it was was a good little story. I kept that in the back of my head somewhere. Shelton got a good push. Shelton went over too, won the title. He did. Yep. Next up. You are disgusting. (laughs) 905-682-9797. You call anytime. The Silver and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. Everybody is stunned still at Carl Brown. One person said, how does one person have so much useless knowledge in one's brain? If you... uh... Crazy. If you want to test me in person, you will have an opportunity very shortly. Yes. July 24th, I'm going to be working an on-location broadcast at Kenny Upel, who's sponsoring the machine right now. You can pop down there, ask me in person. Uh, Canadian Yeti got to see it in person. Yeah. He did. When we when he picked up the mug, he, he came with a question. I answered it for him right there in the parking lot. And he's, man. I, I assure you, Carl you has could, much... You could, see the, you could see the Rolodex flipping in my brain. Carl has much too much integrity to, to look these things out. Like, this is oh, I off will the get, cuff, I, I promise will you. I will get one wrong one day. Don't yeah, worry. I thought it was today. I really did. Got a first day back yesterday after yeah. a little bit of time off. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it was good. I thought it was you know, a pretty good show, top to bottom. We had a lot of stuff to talk about, obviously, after, after that much time away. And I got uh, an email from the Shadow Gov. Oh. And it was a piece of listener feedback that he just forwarded on, and there's you know no context to it, whatever. Oh, I so haven't like, seen oh, this. What did we say? You know, is there something that oh, we? Yeah, did we get a complaint? You know, did we? Did we? Did we, did we not cover the fire well enough for somebody or something? And I was like, let's see what this is. So uh, our first little piece of feedback here uh, after coming back from vacation. Okay, I'm going to read this uh, verbatim. Sure. Uh, we talked about the uh, Richard Branson, the Virgin Galactic, uh, almost space flight we talked this morning about the jeff bezos thing uh, going to space getting faa approval all that good stuff mm-hmm. because rockets and the space race is the new penis for these billionaires uh email comes in since you guys like talking about space stuff the unidentified drones that the u.s military as well as other countries military have caught on film are not aliens or ufos they're actually time travelers no right? personally filmed them for over 11 minutes in broad daylight from a hospital bed anyways now you know and knowing it's half the battle p.s can you guys play rooster battles and chains regards Allie. it's <laughs> a very reasonable request that's yeah like shelby's waiting in the green room and that's yeah. a six minute track oh yeah we're gonna have to wait on that rooster will i i'm happy Af- to play it great after song. news maybe great song yeah hold on time travelers what mm-hmm Time travelers. Personally filmed them for over 11 minutes in broad daylight from a hospital bed. Did they send the video? They did not. Oh, you can't make that claim and not send the video. <laughs> just, just wants to hear some Allison Chains. How is that video not a part of the email? Wait a minute. In Allison Chains, when he says they've come to snuff the rooster, is it because the rooster knows too much? 
Is Allie the rooster? <laughs> if you have the video, and you claim to have the video from the hospital bed. 11 minutes can be a big file, but you know, send along your best. You, you, you go to Gmail, right? Put it in the Google Drive. Yeah, send us a link. Turn on link sharing. You can't make that claim and not send the video. Love to fill film 11 minutes of time travelers from my hospital bed. <laughs> Oh, you can email the show anytime. Brown at hitsfm.com. Good to be back. Soper at hitsfm.com. <laughs> All right, I'll play Rooster at some point here this morning. It's when you know vacation's over. Hits FM Headlines with Shelby Knox. All right, Shelby, let's uh, start with some, well, ra- not great news, unfortunately, but uh, a story out of Brantford that um, has, uh, just dropped this morning, right? Uh, well, this is actually, it started on Friday, oh, but the okay. hope is that somebody who's listening may be able to help the Brantford gotcha. police here because they're looking for somebody, somebody who spent more than four hours on Friday night destroying a memorial to Indigenous children who died at residential schools. So the memorial was set up at the Woodlawn Cultural Center, and between 10.30 Friday night, this person went to the center and started to destroy the memorials. There were fires lit to destroy some of the things there. And the crime wasn't actually reported to police until Saturday. So now they have visited the scene. They're working with Six Nations Police Service to investigate this vandalism. And they do have a photo from a security camera of a possible suspect here. So check it out. If you know who did this, if you know somebody who's bragging about doing this, Please let police know this is just despicable. This was a memorial for children who have died at residential schools, and this person took it upon themselves to destroy that memorial. So if you know anything, let the Brantford police know. Uh, all right, transitioning to something a little bit more lighthearted. I, this, I think it was last week this petition was started. If it was not last week, it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But the petition's been started to have the same amount of hot dog buns in a pack as there is hot dogs in a package. Is that, am I getting this right? That is right, yes. So this is a, a petition that was started by Heinz, who doesn't make hot dogs or mm. buns, but, you know, they've, they've got skin in this game because ketchup, I guess. And uh, <laughs> they, they've started this petition to, as they say, drive meaningful change on the grave hot dog to bun ratio issue. <laughs> and it has more than 17,000 signatures. So I guess I enough agree. people are upset or enough people have watched Bulletproof Monk to <laughs> really be worried about this. I've got to agree. Quite often, you will, yeah, it's like eight, what, eight buns to a pack. And usually, what would it be, 12 hot dogs, I guess? Or sometimes you get these six buns to a pack and eight dogs. Yeah. Right? You have the juicy jumbos. Usually there's like eight dogs in there. And do you go for the twelve pack and freeze a few, or do you go for the six and you have a couple without buns? It's it's a decision you have to make. I think there's some weight to this petition. I do. Yeah, I've I think never is. been this bothered by the hot dog. <laughs> Must be bun. nice, Shelby. <laughs> Must be nice. Shelby just I mean, has bag after bag of four buns in, <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> I mean, that's. It's fine, you know? It's yeah. not something that keeps me up at night. But uh, I guess there's there's kind of a reason here. So according to uh, some folks at Maple Leaf Foods, uh, the reason that uh, they have more hot dogs in a pack is because, according to them, sometimes the hot dogs are actually eaten alone. Long before the bun even existed, people were just 
eating the hot dogs. I guess it was more sausage like at that time. So yeah. that's why we have the discrepancy between. I guess it's just a <laughs> relic of a foregone age that no well, one has thought to rectify. I believe it's time for a change. Uh, I've got a uh, breaking update from uh, or a breaking idea from our very own Ashley Dara, who just texted me mm-hmm. and said, I think they're in cahoots secretly, the buns and dog people. <laughs> it's a secret bun and dog alliance. That's right. To keep us buying extra buns or perhaps not enough buns. Mm. Let's just keep it to either a six or a 12 denomination. I, your, hot, I your hot dog pack comes with either six or 12. And your buns also would come in yes, six or twelve. I agree. Can I we, choose to go the route of the of the bulletproof monk movie and just say, yeah. hey, you know, maybe it's a deep philosophical question that we need to to sort out. Oh. You know, why are there never enough buns? Or if you're in the <laughs> eight six, if you're in the eight and six scenario, then perhaps one of your hot dogs has to be a double hot dog. Oh, Ooh, I can go for no. a double hot dog right now. <laughs> no, I could go for a double. Shelby, you don't want to see two wieners in a bun? No. Fair enough. I don't. <laughs> uh, are you it's sure? One, it's one dog per bun. <laughs> oh, God. Rule. It's so good. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Before we let you go, can you tell us about uh, Burger King and the every single staff member quitting at the same time? Yeah, yeah, and they left a sign to uh, make sure everyone was aware of it. So this happened That's at good. a Burger King in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and I guess the working conditions there were just not great. The head AC that wasn't working, they were short-staffed all the time. So en masse, the workers like, we out, and they put up a sign saying, we all quit, sorry for the inconvenience, and walked out. Hell yeah. Banding good. together like that, I'm in. Yeah. I am That's in. That's the way to do it. Well, how else are you going to make your point? When you're, you know, an hourly employee working at a Burger King in Lincoln, Nebraska. I've driven I suppose. Through I've driven through Lincoln, Nebraska. I'd quit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, thank you so much. We'll chat with you tomorrow, all right? Sounds good. CHTZ. Here we go. Rooster. For Allie. <laughs> Is Allie also Rep Jillian? I have no idea, but they might get along. I want Allie and Rep. Jillian on the phone at the same time. Can that be the day that I'm off? <laughs> I want to hear the chaos. Ugh. All right. Silver and Brown Show. It's 807. Carl, can I, can I finally, in a few minutes here, tell people my dumb, dumb idea that I've I mean, come up with? Yeah, you've been teasing me since like the 9 o'clock hour yesterday that you have an idea. It's juvenile. It's dumb. But you want to do it. Because I think Hits Nation can help make this happen. Mm-hmm. And we also are going to need the help of our good brothers and sisters driving them trucks. You need some transport assistance here? That's exactly what I'm talking about. This is something uh, across county lines? I've come up with some real, real dumb ideas. This might be the dumbest yet. Let's talk about it in four minutes. The Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. All right, 811. I'm Matt Soper. He is Carl Brown. You can text the show anytime. 977-977. Text message here said, Every trucker who listens at 811 should honk their air horn at the same time. See how many truckers we can get going. Yes. I'm in. It's 811. I'm in. All right, you ready? Truckers? Let her loose. Go. Oh. No, I didn't hear anything. I, I didn't. Yeah. 
No women's driving <laughs> over the bridge. Or... So, Carl, I'm perusing TikTok, just watching dumb, dumb videos. Yeah. And uh, I saw one that was incredibly stupid, but it made me laugh. And it made me wonder. This is a video of a man who took a mason jar, mm-hmm. farted in the mason jar, okay. and very quickly put the lid on. He then froze it, put it in the freezer, I guess to contain the smell maybe. Hmm. He buried it underground for some reason, fermenting it, or I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't know if there's something about the earth, the soil. Okay. Is there something there? I don't know. That preserves it? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Go on. He then, after that time, handed it to people to see if the fart would stay in the jar, which it did. Every person who opened it thought it was absolutely disgusting. So I wonder if the freezing process is to, like, seal whatever vapor it is, like, kind of to the glass of the jar? Maybe. And then burying it? Is better. I don't. I'm gonna have to look into that because I don't know the reason for the burying it. I will say this: somebody just texted and said I'm in the 401 right now in Toronto, and horns are going crazy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> good brothers and good sisters. And I'm a bunch gonna, of bunch of people looking around, going, "What has just happened?" And I'm gonna need their help here because Carl, I think that I have finally come up. With the dumbest idea yet. You want to bury a fart jar? I want to bury a fart jar. I want to freeze a fart jar. But Carl, I want to take it a step further. Who do you want to send it to? Carl. Mm hmm. I want to make a fart travel across Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! For the first time ever. Mm hmm. I want to send a fart across Canada. All the way across the country. Now, we both spent some time in British Columbia. So I think... (laughs) I spent a little time there, yeah. That that's where we should end here. We send it to BC? We send a fart to BC. To who? Well, this is is where we need to discuss here, okay? Uh Is that we know tons of people. Sure. But a lot of willing, willing participants. But yeah, in order for this to be uh-huh. a smashing success, I think we need somebody who is not involved in our circle. Not friend or family. No, because what I don't want. Our, what about our listener pal who uh, who's been keeping up the podcast? He, he moved to he moved to Abbotsford. Didn't that's he? not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Someone like that. Somebody like that. This, I believe, in order for it to, to really work, I don't want anybody to accuse us of making it up, anything like that. So we're not sending it to your mom or something. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. want a completely unbiased person to open that jar after it makes its trip, to open that jar and smell our fart and Ours. tell us, whoever's, and tell us, does it actually work? Can you send a fart across the country? Do we have to keep it cool in transport? This is a great question. And these are the things we're going to have to figure out along the way here. Hmm. So we need 
someone or a Multiple. network of or a network of someones mm-hmm. to to move this thing across provincial lines is what that's right we need one transport to take it to somewhere we need mm-hmm. to coordinate so another transport who's going further yeah. can take it we need to coordinate down the line are you gonna are you gonna freeze and bury this thing in your yard is this your plan I'm willing I don't and may, maybe we can get a I, you know maybe there's somebody a Niagara famous son or daughter a Hamilton famous son or daughter, maybe Maxim Narakels is willing to fart in a jar for us. Oh, you want a famous fart? I I don't know. Look, I'm I've just I've got the bones of an idea here, <laughs> and I want Hits Nation. I've got a jar probably to help us out. How about Terry Bush? <laughs> then maybe tomorrow a little hobo guy, the little hobo theme guy. He reached out. We bring him on the show and we go. Look, we <laughs> are going to talk to you about this song. <laughs> But can you fart in this jar for us? We've been honoring you by playing this at the end of our show. <laughs> Carl well, Brown. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Let me tell you let me tell you this. Yeah. You did not undersell how stupid this idea was. It's the dumbest thing I've ever thought of. Yeah, you know, you you definitely conceptually from uh from the feet up is a stupid, stupid idea. Mm-hmm. But I do want to see it executed. Yes, Carl, that's what I'm talking I about. I do want to see it done. I do want to see it done. Here we go. <laughs> I had a target in Calgary I was thinking of. Oh. A, a mutual friend of ours who works for a station there. But okay. if you want to keep it off the books, yeah, we'll need someone else. So. I, th- I think it has to be okay. unbiased. All right. So I, okay. there's already a few good trucking brothers or sisters here who are saying they're in and they will help okay. us out. All right. So let's get a mason jar. Let's figure this out. <laughs> let's get a shovel. It's, yeah. Let's get a freezer. <laughs> And Carl Brown, we're sending a fart across the country. <laughs> All the way across. The Sober and Brown Show on 97.7 Hits FM. A lot of people picked up on the fact that you said we were thinking about sending it to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had Jesse Mods in mind. That's who I had in mind, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. old uh, hits legend Jesse Mods. My fellow large-headed brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, I think that if we're going to do this... We need an impartial judge? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, you know, I don't want anybody accusing us mm-hmm. of, of, you know, putting anything on or playing it up or anything like that. Yeah. I want to actually know and figure out, can you do this? Like uh, somebody texted and said, I don't think uh, isolating a fart is as easy as you guys think. I don't think organizing a chain of truckers to take this across the country is as easy as I think. No, it's going to be an incredibly sounds like an incredible labor. Absolutely, I'm willing to do the brunt of the work here. This is somehow my brainchild that I have come up with. You're going to have to check your email to make this happen. You know that. I, I'm willing to uh, uh, become a better person. <laughs> And look at my emails more. Oh, man. And some of this may be timely. I, I believe work hours. I believe we can make this happen. Now, I don't know why some somebody said, why are we burying the jar? I, it's just what the person did in the video. I don't know why they did. Feels important. Does does it help contain the smell? Are we going to set up a time? Like, we freeze for three days, bury for four? Like, is that the... Yeah, I think it's got to sit in there for a while, right? We want to make sure it gets a chance to ferment. There's a lot of people who want you to be the 
What? Farter. Oh, to, to, to jar my, my brand? Yes. Fine. Are you willing to make that happen? Yeah, I could probably do that portion of it. Okay. You do the freezing and the yeah, and, yeah. and the and yeah. the burying. I'll get you I'll get you what you need. I <laughs> <laughs> I think what cuz one other person said you got to put a tracker on it. Yeah. I I do I have vision to, whatever truckers, you know, make the pass, I want mm-hmm. we're going to have video of it. You hope we have a little video? I think we finally start the Soper and Brown TikTok account. Oh my god! And we <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> we TikTok journey the whole thing. Okay, okay. Someone said, "Do we do a little pre-science? Do you capture one first, and and do a little test at home?" I thought about that, and we could a trial. What do you think? Do we trial run at the same time as the other one, or do yeah. we just see what happens? <laughs> we'll leave it up to fate. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You know. Somebody said, well, "Why don't you just send it by the postal service?" Well, that's not fun. No, no, it's not fun. We it's have just expensive s- and probably accurate and timely. Well, we have so many good trucking brothers and sisters that send us those horns. You, you heard the four hundred one just now, yeah. right? I want to use. I want Hits Nation to be a part of this. <laughs> Form I wa- the chain. That's right. Form the chain. Somebody, uh, somebody said they have a, a twelve volt mini fridge. Oh, to keep it cool? Yeah, they said it holds about four pop cans. Does it have to stay cold across the... Oh, man. There's a lot of logistics in this. There is. Okay. There is. Okay, well, we got to we gotta create a timetable here. Like, we have to fill the jar, freeze the jar, bury the jar. Yeah. And then we got to figure out our first step. Yeah. Who's taking it? Who's taking it where? Yeah. And where are they going to hand it off to? The good thing is with the burying and the freezing, that'll give us like a week to get the chain moving. Yeah. And we may need to help get some of our radio friends, you know, in these different cities to maybe help coordinate these things. Okay. Right? Okay. We, we might all end right. up having mods on this for all yeah, we, we do have we do have connections. So. We do know, folks. Okay. I'm going to start working on the details. I don't know when this begins. But Carl, uh, do me a favor and have yeah. your diet be just terrible over the next few days. Oh, that's no problem. <laughs> and let me work on all the details, and we get this thing underway. All right. Got some pizza pockets in the freezer. Oh, I've been staring down. Hell yeah! And to the, to the person who hates this idea, this idea is now just for you. Now, now, it's time, it's time for Carl versus the world on 97.7 Hits FM. All right, Carl, three for three yesterday. Does he have another perfect score in him? Already yeah. uh, destroyed. Yeah, start to the week, wouldn't it? Already destroyed when it came to wrestling trivia earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Let me keep the streak alive. Um, $100 worth of vouchers. Lotto 649 draw going to be tomorrow on the line. You're playing on behalf of Amy in Mississauga. Six forty nine sitting out right now. Yeah, I'm not sure actually. Uh, five five mil. All right, sure. Plus one guaranteed one. There you go. Why not? You'll take it, right? Oh yeah, I wouldn't kick it out of bed. Amy and Mississauga. That's who you're going to be uh, battling on behalf of, and stepping up to the plate to try to take you down today. We got Adam and Hamilton. Adam, good morning, buddy. How you doing? Good morning. Adam, happy you... Tuesday. Hey, happy Tuesday, brother. Have you played before or? Yeah. Played a couple of times. How'd you do? How, what's your record? How'd you do? Uh, I think I'm 
two and one. Two and one. I've won two and lost one. Okay, okay. Not bad. You got a challenger today then, Carl. It's not a bad record. You know how it works. Random trivia questions, all multiple choice, and we'll give you the chance to go first or second. What do you want? Second. Second it is. Okay. Carl Brown, let's kick it on over to you. Can you tell me, when did Jamaica become an independent country? (laughs) Big thanks again to Nicholas Rizzi, who uh, drove these questions over on Mondays as power went out. Uh, when did Jamaica become an independent country? A, 1962, B, 1974, C, 1968, or pardon me, 1986. I'm going to go with the earliest on here and go, was it 62? 62 would be the earliest. I'm going earliest. And it'd be correct. Nice. He stays, uh, he stays Mr. Perfect for now. Adam. Can you tell me, in meters, how long is an, an Olympic bobsled track? 900 to 1,000 meters? Or, or nine, yeah, 900 to 1,000 meters, 1,200 to 1,300 meters, 1,100 to 1,200 meters? Uh, I'm going to go B. 12 to 13? Yes. Hot start, hot start. That's correct. There we go. Nice. Here we go. 1-1, okay. Carl... Which of these inventors was the inventor of the coat hanger? <laughs> the coat hanger. Albert J. Parkhouse, Margaret E. Knight, Thomas L. Jennings. Oh, man. Parkhouse, <laughs> Knight, Jennings. Give me Parkhouse. Is this the, you're like throwing oh, something no, at the dartboard? No clue at all, man. Well, you hit. Yeah, that's correct. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Didn't feel like a Jennings, and no. I thought you were trying to bait me with like, oh, of course, a lady created the coat hanger. Yeah. They have many coats. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> that, was the, that was the depth of my thought on that. Okay. Uh, Adam, sports fan. Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. Okay. Not good with statistics. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, were you alive in 1908? <laughs> I'm going to go with a no. no. When the Chicago Cubs won their World Series in 1908, who did they defeat? The Cincinnati Reds, the Detroit Tigers, or the Pittsburgh Pirates? Uh, we'll go with Detroit. That is correct. Oh, <laughs> nice. Look at you guys go. Putting the pressure. Carl Brown, question number three. How many U.S. states have a city named Springfield? (laughs) How many U.S. states have a city named Springfield? A, 34, B, 24, or C, 44? I want to go 34. Three for three. That is correct. Oh, man. Here Come we go. on. What a battle. So, Adam, I mean, you know what you need to do. You need to also go three for three to stay alive here, all right? Bring it. What was, or, or uh, pardon me, how much human poop was left on Mount Everest in 2019? In kilograms, how much poop 
was left on Mount Everest. 8,000 kilograms, 10,000 kilograms, 9,000 kilograms. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. I'm going to go with the low number, 8,000. 8,000? That is correct. Wow. Three, four, three. Both of you. Worthy challenge. That is madness. Let's go. Madness. Okay. Uh, Number-based question. It does not matter about going over. Whoever's closest is going to win. Carl Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2020... How many Samsung phones were sold worldwide? Oh, man. In 2020, how many Samsung phones were sold worldwide? That is that is an insane question, and I have no idea what the ballpark would even be. How many units? I'm going to say 38 million. Adam? Hmm. That's why I chose second, so I could price his right them. Yeah. 38 mil. I'm going to go with uh, high end. We'll go higher. Okay. I need a number from you. 38 million and one. 38 million and one. <laughs> there were 1.3 billion phones sold in 2020 in total. Okay. In total, across all brands. Samsung Samsung. sold 253 million units. Which means, Adam, you are our big winner, pal. You earned it, bud. Wow. You You totally earned it. I mean, that's a heavyweight tilt that went 12 rounds, and somehow the judges said, get back out there and give us one more. That was uh, the uh, that was the Shohei Otani and Juan Soto first round of wow. the uh, home run derby last night. Truly well done. incredible! I uh, thank you. I mean, Good I round. I feel for Amy who's sitting on hold. I mean, any other day, Amy walks home the winner. <laughs> yeah, three for three. Did but uh, Adam, that was a heck of a round, buddy. So congratulations! We got a hundred dollars worth of vouchers coming your way. Uh, stay in line with us. We'll get your information. All right. Thank you. Three for one. The Keep it Silver going. and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. Call me now. Who is this? A huge ass. Is this two people on the line? No, I don't do no party line. <laughs> 977-977. Text the show all this week. We're doing a round of best question at 9 o'clock. Your chance to win some passes, Carl. Yeah, man. Chances to win passes to Hits FM presents Bar Down Beer Fest at Taps Brewhouse on September 4th in Niagara. Live music, some beers, and just saying, man, Hits FM presents. Mm. And then having beer and live music follow is pretty exciting stuff right now. Details are at HitsFM.com. But, yeah, we've got a chance for you to get your name and a plus one on the guest list if you got the best question here for this open mic segment. Let's run through it and start with Would You Rather Eat a Stranger's Toenail Clippings once a week for the rest of your life or have everything smell like garbage for the rest of your life that from rachel eating clippings is not good for your digestive system could they be ground up and like mixed into my food without my knowledge no or do i have to spoonful i have to to physically see a spoonful of the going to garbage town garbage smell 
Go in a garbage the can. The rest of your life? Or you want to shred your innards with a stranger's toenails? What do you want to do? I would. I think I'm going that route. Good. We'll see you there. <laughs> Terrible question, Rachel. Does Carl use? I think it's fine, Rachel. Does Carl use any kind of oil or product for his scalp? The way <laughs> Soper's dog was going to town licking it the other day shows something must be tasty up there. <laughs> I like your wife's your wife's question. Is your head dirty? <laughs> no, Chelsea, it's not. Thank you. Well, I'm just saying. It's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> My head's normal, like everyone else's. Uh, I do use like a moisturizer on there after mm. uh, after I shave, but. Um, uh, I don't know if that was. I probably had some suntan lotion on there from earlier because I was outside before that. So I, th- I think in general it's just the like, the roughness of after a shave. I think the I think the dog likes how it feels. Maybe on her does, tongue. Does Walter do it? Yeah. Loves yes. the top of your head. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You ask me if I sit around all day. <laughs> my dog generally licks my shaved head. Yes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what else do you do? Uh, if you can go back in time and change one sports moment, what would it be? One moment. It's the Des Bryant catch thing for the Dallas Cowboys. The, De- the Des catch, not catch. It's got to be. I thought. A catch. I thought for you being a Sens fan, maybe you'd take back the Chris Kunitz uh, overtime winner. Yeah, that I mean, really weird OT winner there. The Sens will win. The Sens win the cup if they they win that game seven. They beat Nashville. Probably. The Sens beat Nashville. They have a yeah. cup. You are pretty correct. Good, pretty good chance. You are correct. Yeah. But I have to keep hearing and seeing this Des Bryant catch <laughs> highlight, and yeah. it's it's horrifying. Every well, time. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go NFL as well, and if I can change one moment, it's the Russell Wilson interception at the goal line. Yeah. And Seattle, you know, punches that in from the you know from the one either with Lynch or whoever. Yeah. And wins two Super Bowls in a row over Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah. which would have been just the coolest thing to hang your hat on. I agree. Instead, I see that interception every week. Yeah. I'd say every single week. See? I see that gift for the rest of my life. So I changed that one. Yeah. Would you rather be a giant hamster or a tiny elephant? Tiny elephant. Giant hamster. Oh, my God. If you had to swap show times with anybody on the Hits FM team, what time would you guys swap to and why? Well, I mean, it goes mornings is top, and then afternoons yeah. is second. So yeah, I'll go afternoons. Sleep take the in afternoons. Little, sleep in a little. If you and I took over Saturday mornings. Uh, Saturday morning. I like Saturday morning. Take over the weekend shift. No way. That's think the... of the think of the weirdness you could pull on the weekend shift without anybody watching. Um, I've already come up with and set forth an idea to fart <laughs> in a jar, Carl. How much more weird is it going to get? You could drive it across yourself on the weekend. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, uh, no, I guess I guess afternoons yeah. would be the next thing. Last I guess. one here. I don't know. If you could play one song that happens every time you're right during an argument, what are you choosing? <laughs> every time I'm right? That's right. So I win the argument and I get to play yeah. X. Yeah. Mm. Your celebration song. What do you got? Oh, it's obviously this. I thought so. Yeah. I thought this is the route you're going. Come on. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. This is perfect. It's absolutely that, and there's no other answer. <laughs> what would I play? I've never won an argument in my life. I'm still waiting for it. The John, C- <laughs> the John Cena theme's good, though. Yeah. That's a good... The horns would be so annoying. Oh, it'd be great. Can you imagine every time. 
Um, I don't know if I have a good answer You're for gonna this. You're going to say some Neil Young thing. It's just going to really underwhelm everybody. You know what everybody. I play? You know what I play? What? Donkey Roll. <laughs> Donkey Roll. Yeah. That's what I play. Donkey Roll. There's been a little bit of time just, for this I one. I just won the argument. Donkey Roll. You have to move on immediately. Donkey Roll. <laughs> I'm right. Donkey Roll. <laughs> All right, who do you want to give the passes to? You? Ooh, I might you like? go. I might go with that question. You going with I'm that going one? The last one? Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, an excuse to play the donkey roll. All right. Last question. Well done. All right. Get after us. Send in that information. Full details. Ninety-seven seven hitsfm.com. And again, more chances to win tomorrow. We'll do it at nine o'clock. The Silver and Brown Show. 977 Hits FM. Got a tweet from Devin who said uh, one of the questions came in during open mm-hmm. mic. Said if you could change one sporting moment, what would it be? Devin is absolutely on the right track. We were thinking yeah. way too big of a picture here <laughs> or small of a picture maybe however yeah. you want to look at it. He said the ch- sporting moment you should change is when you broke your own leg. Okay. Can I do that? I'm still picking the Seahawks Super Bowl loss, but yeah, you can you can Clean oh yourself up my there. God, I would love to not have to deal with that. I'm going back. I changed my answer. Yeah, it's a great change. Dez still caught it. Devin uh, actually sent me a, a DM on Twitter as well, but it was about a uh, WWE Mr. T Funko available at a Walmart nearby. Oh, so, hell yeah. He's uh, he's keeping us both on track today. You going for uh, it? Oh, yeah, of course. Right after I drop you off. kidding me? <laughs> Unless you want to go, go for the Walmart browse? You want to come? <laughs> we go together. Yeah. Uh, I got something for you here. As we started the show off, we talked about, uh, you were talking about some French fries off mm-hmm. the hop, right? It's, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, it's National French Fry Day. Sure, it if needs you its care own day. To, if you care to engage with that hashtag. Get a birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> I've got something for you from a restaurant called Serendipity 3. It is a world-renowned Upper East Side restaurant in New York City. They reopened last Friday. Mm. Just in time to break their 10th Guinness World Record, this time Ooh. for the most expensive French fries. Oh, my God. I assume I'm going to guess the price here. I would love you to guess the price. I assume they're, they're like, covered in truffle oil or something stupid. Oh, I've got a breakdown of what... The, I've got the whole process in front can of Can I know here. what... Yeah, can I know the process for the... No, I'm going to walk you through that? Please, yeah. Due to their close partnerships with more high-end vendors, uh, they've... Uh, Pulled out their little bag of tricks, is what they're calling it. The, <laughs> I'm reading this from the New York Post, the thrice-cooked recipe. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> thrice-cooked fries recipe calls for upstate chipper beck potatoes, which are first blanched in Dom Perignon oh. and uh, J. LeBlanc French Champagne. They are aged in small oak barrels to lower the starch content for crispier fries. After cooling, the fries are then cooked in pure goose fat from cage-free geese raised in the southwest of France twice, first at 320 Fahrenheit and then again at 375 Fahrenheit. After the fries are cooked, they are seasoned with, uh, excuse my pronunciation here, Giron truffle salt, the world's renowned uh, hand-harvested 
Uh, salt comes at about $17 an ounce. They are then tossed in Irbani summer truffle oil and topped with shaved uh, crit uh, senizi pecorino sure. tartufello uh, <laughs> made, <laughs> made from the milk of sheep that graze on the clay-rich hills of crate senesi and shaved no. with black truffles foraged from Volterra and Miniato, Italy. No. Shaved black summer truffles from Umbria, Italy are also added to the top. Dude, fries are that thing where <laughs> just keep it simple. The fries are accompanied by a Mornay sauce oh. made with utter cream from A2 grass-fed Jersey cows, black truffle butter, three-month-age Gruyere truffled Swiss raclette served on a baccarat, yada, yada. Yeah. Still it goes, going? Dude, it goes on. For, there's, there's literally, there's four paragraphs explaining what is what is in this thing. There's no way they taste Hon- that great. Honest to God, for all the stuff and the process that it goes through, I'm surprised by the price. $1,200. No. Got to go a little lower. Two ninety nine. Closer. It's $200 for this plate of fries. Just a plate of fries. 200 bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's, $200. There's no way they taste The world's most complicated and perverted poutine. Yeah, right? Yeah. Fries, keep it simple. You can deep fry them, they're good. Throw them in an oven, they're good. <laughs> Literally, dude, like... They don't even. It does not look that appealing to me. No, it does not look that appealing. No, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're wonderful. We're I'm n- sure they're just outstanding. We're, but for the, the amount of effort and what goes into it, and the grass-fed and cage-free and goose fat and this, that, and the other, man, alive! Like, just go to New York Fries. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. We are milking Italian uh-huh. sheep for this. Oh hell yeah! You got it. You have to. You can't milk any others. The Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. All right, Carl. Before we get out of here, what did we learn on the show today, pal? Uh, we learned, buddy, that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning got a little bit of damage to the uh, the Stanley Cup. If you haven't seen uh. that picture, you have to it. <laughs> the cup isn't just, like, dented. No. It's, it's damaged. It is flattened. Like the actual, the bowl of the cup. And we know, One of side, course, yeah. that the, the you know, the, the grail of all grails is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But the cup that's handed out that these guys get their day with and get to parade around with is like significantly damaged. Yeah. And ironically, where does it have to be sent to get repaired? Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Montreal. They are going to deal with the cup. Uh, We learned that uh, kids will often idolize the weirdest things, including uh, serial killers from films. Yeah, if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see there was a kid, we believe nine, is that what we're going with? Might might be younger. Eight or nine years old, something like that, yeah. And uh, for his birthday, the kid is a huge Michael Myers fan of the Halloween franchise. I was say, we're not talking Austin Powers here. No, no. We're not talking about the spy who shagged me. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Halloween. So the parents hired somebody like you would hire a Spider-Man or a Superman to come to a kid's birthday party. They hired a Michael Myers to silently deliver his birthday gift, give him a nod, and then hop back in the minivan. Yeah. Your, your eight-year-old, nine-year-old's idol is a <laughs> serial killer. Yeah. I, it's weird. You, and if you text too, people say, "Yeah, I got a ten-year-old just obsessed with Chucky." You never know; yeah, kids latch on to stuff. I suppose. Yeah, uh, I had some Shark Week reviews for you guys, and I'll bring a couple more of those tomorrow. I've got the uh, the PVR set with some stuff on there. We learned 
that we have a fan in Terry Bush. The creator of Maybe Tomorrow, the Littlest Hobo theme song. That What you're going to hear in about 45 seconds. That's right. Ends every show. Hits Nation reached out to Terry to let him know that we use his song. And yeah. he gave us the stamp of approval. So he loves it. And thanks so much for using it. How cool is that? We're getting Terry on the show at some point. I need. I want to meet the guy badly. Uh, big time. Uh, last of all, we learned that you want to fart in a jar and send it to BC. Can we send a fart across the country, Carl? <laughs> it's the dumbest idea that I think that I've come up with yet. <laughs> Sending our farts down the well. All the way down. <laughs> We're going to work on all the details. This is the and first time this has ever happened. There's a lot of detail. There is actually a lot of detail. There'll be a lot of detail work on this. The thing to come out of this is there will be a Soper and Brown TikTok account. So, oh, Lord. At the very least, we will have that. You'll have to log into that. <laughs> More details on that tomorrow and everything else. Have yourself yeah. a uh, fantastic rest of your Tuesday. Take Ashes it away, Terry. <laughs> There's a voice. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. Silver and Brown on 97.7 Hits FM.